Welcome to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. We're really glad you're here. Whoever you are, wherever you're at, join us on the journey. Okay, so uh, now it's morning. Yesterday was crazy. Uh, last Sunday it was uh, snowing. Yesterday I was outside on my phone and an alarm came off saying it was too hot. I had to go inside and today it's snowing. That's Calgary. Lots of change and we're living in change right now. Uh, I have my producer and photographer and videographer Charlotte behind me on her break from online schooling and I give thanks for her great leadership here. Ann Yates is worried about losing her job, but you know, we got to let things go to the younger generation. Uh, you know, uh, what I have as a, a friend in uh, Winnipeg, Michael Wilson, and we call talk to each other every week after Sunday. We talk about what happened, what worked, what didn't. And we're chatting about what we're doing during the pandemic. Um, and I was saying to him, you know, Michael, one of the things I'm finding right now during this pandemic, right now, a year later, is a huge mistrust. It feels like people don't trust the politicians. Uh, they're not trusting the medical authorities. They're not trusting uh, mainstream media. They're not trusting social media. They're not trusting their family members. Mistrust is huge right now. People aren't even trusting their neighbors. I saw this really funny uh, text on an app for our neighborhood that lets you know what's going on in the neighborhood. And somebody texted in, warning, yesterday I saw a black truck going by the houses on our street very slowly, obviously looking for their next break-in. And I thought to myself, that's weird. And sure enough, somebody replied, whatever happened to cars going slowly down the street looking for an address? Isn't that amazing? Somebody looking for an address is suddenly a criminal. The mistrust is huge right now. And I think trust is essential to our understanding of faith and our understanding of our relationship one to another as a community uh, and one to another with God, our creator. Trust is the essential piece of a faithful journey. How are you doing there, Charlotte? Okay, so we're continuing our uh, reflection. My producer has abandoned me a little too cold out. And I was thinking, you know, here's the thing. If it's cold out, you'll get a shorter sermon, so you should be glad. Uh, I was saying it the other night that uh, what we're living with right now, Michael and I were sharing, there's this deep level of mistrust right now in our culture. There's mistrust of, of governments and politicians, of medical authorities. There's a mistrust of the media and social media. There's mistrust of neighbors, as I was just referring to a moment ago. Uh, and there's this real sense of mistrusting even ourselves, self-doubt. And trust is essential in communal life to live as human beings. There has to be a strong sense of trust to move forward. And we're discovering that in this pandemic, that as trust gets eroded, it gets harder to move effectively as a whole uh, common human family. And when I think about this as it relates to our theology, I was thinking about Harvey Koch's book, The Future of Faith. He talks about how we've interchanged the word belief and faith as though they're the same, and they're not. He said, belief is about opinion. It's about uh, an idea. It's about a mental assent to something. It doesn't require the same that, that faith requires. Faith requires a deep-seated trust in unknowing and uncertainty, and yet a trust that, we, uh, that, that what we are saying is true. And I think that there's a difference between belief and uh, faith. Uh, we can believe in uh, many things that may or may not happen, but we trust that even 
uh, as we move through in a faithful way, even if things don't go our way or things fall apart, there's a certain sense of surrender and knowing and trusting that all shall be well. And we're called to faithfulness, not to belief. What that means, I think, is that we know that people will fail us, that institutions will fail us or disappoint us or break apart. And we know that will happen. We're not saying that it won't happen, but we trust that all shall be well as we move through that. Theologians will look at the world and our, our understanding of things as, as being order, disorder, reorder. Or Richard Rohr will talk about first half of life, transition, second half of life. Theologically, we'll talk about it as life, death, resurrection. Marcus Borg will invite us to look at the scripture with a pre-critical naivete, a critical aspect, and then a post-critical naivete, holding together the truth that is essential. And I think uh, recent theologians like Brian McLaren will talk about this sense of uh, belief and doubt and then faith. In his book that just came out recently, uh, I've been looking at why your belief stopped working and what you can do about it. He talks about the fact that um, unfortunately people have said doubt's a bad thing, but in fact doubt is an encourager to better understanding, to better way of learning, uh, to a deeper faith and trust. He writes, unfortunately the notion of faith that has emerged in the West has, much, has a much more rational assent to truth of certain mental beliefs rather than a calm and hopeful trust that God is inherent in all things and that this whole thing is going somewhere good. It's like our theologian Richard Rohr who talks about saying everything belongs, the good and the bad, non-dual thinking, clean and unclean, um, right and wrong, black and white. It's the totality of non-dual thinking that we're moving forward. And when we don't have that holding together of both and we get polarized, which is what we're seeing right now in our culture of the polarized uh, people at either ends, holding their opinions and not working together for the common understanding somewhere in between. In our book study this week, uh, we're looking at a fabulous book called See No Stranger, a memoir and manifesto of revolutionary love. Valerie Kaur, who is a Sikh, is uh, inviting us to see that revolutionary love is important, love of self, love of our enemies, and love of the creator. And the book begins by talking about the importance of wonder. I call wonder curiosity. It's so important to be curious in our life and our faith. She writes, wonder is where love begins, but the failure to wonder is the beginning of violence. Isn't that so? When we don't wonder anymore, we react and we become violent. Once people stop wondering about others, once they no longer see others as part of them, they disable their instinct of empathy. And once they lose empathy, they can do anything to others or allow anything to be done to them. And so in her book, she invites us to consider wonder as a way of, of understanding those who are different to us that we assume and find the common ground to know that others are the same as us, different but the same, grounded in love. What we're discovering these days, my friends, is this polarization is pulling us apart. It is not inviting us to be in the middle ground to understand both and. We see this clearly this past week in the verdict of Derek Chauvin and the George Floyd case. 
there were some who uh, I, I feel a sense of relief that justice was done, but I also lament, I hold relief and lament that, that there was a relief that this obvious uh, error was called into justice. And also I lament that this person grew up in a way that he thought this was okay, that this was right. One of the writers I read this week talked about the sadness of this case is that we're saying that um, this is novel, this is unique, when in fact we should be seeking a culture where this kind of behavior is not allowed, that this kind of behavior is called into question, and this kind of racism that is systemic in our world is challenged and changed and transformed. And so there's relief that justice was done, but we lament with sadness that this is actually the case where we have become as human beings. And there's a challenge to that. And so uh, when we look at cases like that, we realize that it's not either or, it is somewhere in the middle. And we look at most of our social justice issues, there's, there's, there's right and wrong, and somewhere in the middle is where we have to land as human beings, where we're not polarized and plugging our ears, but actually listening to the story uh, that somewhere in the middle, there is truth. Now, when I think about this, I think about the text that we have today, the 23rd Psalm. I, I remember as a kid being at my grandparents' funeral and the minister asking people to rise up and say the 23rd Psalm. And I remember being in awe as a little person watching them say these words. The 23rd Psalm is perhaps one of the most favorite texts in our whole Bible. People in the church and outside of the church know the Lord is my shepherd. It is a Psalm that is uh, beautiful often at weddings and at funerals. And it's a, it's a psalm that holds the both and together. Let me say how. Uh, Walter Brueggemann is a theologian and he, is, uh, he says that the psalms are broken apart in three kinds of ways, that they begin with some kind of orientation. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall want, not want. He leads me beside still waters, he restoreth my soul. It's an orientation of beauty and wonder. And then suddenly things fall apart, disorientation. There's a, a table set with mine enemies. Now I'm suddenly in the valley of the shadow of death and there's this disorientation. And that is our life experience as well. And then finally it ends uh, with um, a, a call to say, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And this reorientation. So uh, orientation, disorientation, reorientation, this pattern, this life and death and resurrection is our story. And there's calm in knowing that, that life of faith doesn't mean bad things are gonna happen. Life of faith doesn't say everything will be Pollyanna and beautiful all the time, but it recognizes there is both wonder and disturbance and ultimately a trust and a faith that all shall be well. Now in our own church family just last night, um, Chris and Nico and our church family sit in the back row all the time. Chris died yesterday of COVID, and this uh, breaks our heart. Um, this is a deep sadness, and I know many others are experiencing in this in their families. And I emailed her last night the words of the 23rd Psalm and remind, reminded her of, of the blessing of life together and the sadness of the valley of the shadow of death, and yet ultimately the trust that God is with them and, and that Chris is uh, safe in the arms of God, the shepherd of all. I joked in my text, I said, I can just see uh, Chris and Smokey from our community sharing a good conversation on the other side and the mystery of life beyond death. 
You see, life is filled with uh, both joy and beauty and pastoral moments, and also very sad and difficult uh, darkness and sadness. But ultimately, faith is about a deep-seated trust that all shall be well. A deep-seated trust that we will be held and are held by God as we journey. We're living in really difficult times where trust is being stretched and pulled in many different directions. And I hope that we find the middle ground where we hold together the light and the dark, the good and the bad, the good and the evil, the clean and the unclean, and somewhere in the middle, we trust that God is present in all of it. These are really challenging days, really challenging days for everyone globally in this pandemic. And what is needed most is the trust that, that God will walk with us through this. The shepherd is a good shepherd and that God will lead us to a brighter new day as we move from orientation to disorientation to reorientation and we move through this pandemic together. So that's uh, what I wanted to share this day in my backyard with the sun and the snow together in one place and trust that you are okay where you are, that you're loved and held and forgiven and set free. And may you and I have a deeper trust in God who will neither fail us or abandon us, for God is indeed with us. Thanks be to God for this great good news on this cold afternoon. May it warm your heart and mine. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are thinking about someone who might enjoy it too, we invite you to send it their way and help the podcast grow. We're really glad you're here and we'd love to know what you thought about today's sermon. Leave us a review in iTunes or send us an email at communications at hillhurstunited.com. We'd love to hear from you.